How much attention are you paying to the customer experience with your key accounts? Do you surprise and delight your clients on a regular basis? Or have you fallen into the trap of leaving this up to marketing at the front end of the sales cycle? With customers experiencing thousands of moments every day in all areas of their lives, what are you doing to ensure the moments that they share with you exceed their expectations? For me, the one thing about experience is that it's too important to be left to chance, too important to rely on us simply being good at what we do and going the extra mile from time to time. We need to be intentional. We need to take a step back and examine the moments that we share with key customers and identify areas of improvement, ensuring that we can maximize the chances of being rewarded with long-term loyalty. Today on Camcast, I speak with Victoria Taylor, an experienced consultant, professional speaker, and the author of the ebook Points of Entry Strategy, Unlocking People Experience. Having worked in a variety of industries that include bespoke travel, media, and advertising, Victoria now works with her own clients including Warner Entertainment Group, Lamborghini, Disney, P&O Cruises, Experian and a host of independent hospitality brands on her mission to help them raise the bar in their customer experiences. I'll be asking her for her thoughts on the customer experience theme, why account managers need to be involved in crafting special moments for key customers rather than just leaving it to marketing or customer experience teams and some examples of great customer experience and what makes them great. And we'll also look at the link between the employee and customer experience. Welcome to Camcast. I'm your host, David Ventura, a key account management consultant at camguru.com. In this podcast, we explore the strategies, systems, and skills you need for effective key account management. We talk to expert guests and business leaders, sharing the tips, tactics, and techniques for looking after your most important customers. This is Key Account Management Made Easy. So welcome back to another episode of Camcast and delighted to be joined today by Victoria Taylor, an experienced consultant. Victoria, I suppose my first question and welcome to the show is tell us all about what that means. What is an experienced consultant? Hi, thank you for having me. So an experienced consultant is somebody that deals with experience. And for me, that's broken down into customer, employee, people and brand experience as an overall. So yeah, we deal with all elements of the experience that somebody has with a brand. And you know what? You're talking about customer experience there. I think it's fair to say that for many of us in business, we might relate customer experience to the experience they have when they're choosing to work with us. So, you know, maybe that front end marketing piece, what is the customer experience that gets a customer over the line? And yet actually experience is a an ongoing journey. You know, every interaction we have with a customer is part and parcel of that experience. Every feeling that they have when they're in the buying cycle and beyond and the aftercare, that's all part of the experience. Is you know, when, when you think about the customer experience journey, you know, where are the peaks and troughs, do you think? Yeah, it's interesting how you've like how you've positioned that. And I love that what you said, you know, because it is everywhere. It's not just in the product or service, it's in everything that sits around it. 
I see it less journey focused and more moment focused because journeys suggest that you take people from maybe A to B or B to C, um, you know, wherever you're taking them. But actually, everybody has a different experience because we're all human beings. We all have our own perspectives and ideas. So I, I tend to look at it as like a series of moments and those moments join up to make every single individual experience because really we can't predetermine a journey that someone will go on. We can we can plan to try and take them on a journey, but, you know, individuals are individuals and, and you know, human beings are beautiful things that like to do things their own way. So um, yeah. we can focus on creating moments that deliver great experiences and we continue to like deliver those moments mm. whenever we come into contact with X human being, then that goes into creating, you know, an overall experience. And moments. And there are so many of them, aren't there? There yeah. are moments every day, every week, every month for our clients. And I'm thinking about, you know, for many of our listeners who are looking after those most important accounts, the big customers, they might have four or five, six or seven different people that they interact with at the customer and every time they interact that's a moment and every time the brand interacts whether it be an email uh, you know a visit to the website a visit to a store or a branch or an office those are all moments right yeah they are and as human beings there's um, a famous um you know study done and actually we have over 20,000 a day as as an individual <sighs> 20, so, you know, every single one of us will experience 20,000 moments a day. And that can be so many things, you know, like you, you know, you go and watch the TV with your kids. You're having a moment there. Mm. You know, you might have an interaction with the postman. You're having a moment there. So we have to remember as well that the moments that we deliver as brands sit inside moments that people have in their lives as well. So in order to really make impacts, we really have to stand out because, you know, you're not, you're not necessarily, well, well, no one's in competition with anyone anyway, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, we're, we're just bettering ourselves. But if you look at it in a sense of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tap into X customer, X customer could be having the best moment of their life because their wife might have just had a baby yeah. or there could be something that's really significant that's happened. So we have to remember that moments sit inside these moments of joy and desperation and sadness and everything else that are going on within our lives. So yeah, we, we really have to work hard as brands to deliver great yeah. moments. So, so it, can, it can never actually truly ever be a one size fits all <laughs> strategy because we can't determine the moment that the, the contact the customer is in elsewhere in their life at, at, that, at that moment in time. No. I guess that what it leads me to thinking about as well is in those moments, and I would say that there are really only three outcomes in those moments when we interact. We can either fall short of expectations, and obviously that's as a bad thing, that's creating a moment of misery. We can meet expectations, create a moment of mediocrity, or we can exceed expectations and create a moment of magic. And I guess that's the, that's the goal here. And yet, at the same time, sometimes we are thriving and striving to simply meet expectations first. And the reason we strive and thrive to meet expectations is perhaps we don't necessarily know what the expectations of the customer are. What do you think is the best way to establish customer expectations? Yeah, do you know what? It's listening to them and having a conversation with them. And um, I think very often as, as brands, we look at what the brand dictates and what we think a customer is going through you know this is how we're gonna do x y and z but actually the only real true way to know is to communicate with our customers so you know if you're you're having a telephone conversation for example with a customer to 
to ask them how they're doing, to ask them if they're, they're and I don't mean that cheesy, how are you doing today? Um, but, to, you know, to to ask for those feedback loops, um, you know, if it's a natural part of the conversation, it helps you to understand what they're going through. You know, we can never, I think one of the key things is to never assume, right? So never assume what someone's going through. Mm. And I've recently actually been doing a bit of study and I'm not, I'm not really one for study, but I have been doing some study over the last couple of months. There was this really beautiful analogy that was, was kind of put over to me. And it was like, very often we hear the phrase, let's create magic. Um, And I use it myself, you know, it's, it's a, a lovely term, but they kind of repositioned it and they said, it's about creating conditions for magic to happen. Right. Mm. Because, if we if we think we're creating the magic, that's what we deem as magic. But if we create the conditions where a customer can interpret magic, because yeah. people will interpret things in their own way, then we have to leave something open enough to allow them to contribute to the customer experience, because ultimately, they're part of it. We can't determine it. Yeah, I love that. Because you're absolutely right. It's it's not just the job of the magician to create the magic. Actually, no. your audience has to want the magic to be real and they've got to mm. lean into the magic. Uh, so it's, it is a bit of a two-way thing. Give us some examples then. Um, um, you know, you, you work with so many different brands and different types of businesses in all sorts of sectors. Mm. So give, it, give us some examples of where you've seen magic happen whether it's deliberately created by the brand or the customer has lent into it and, and it's happened. Okay, that's interesting. So I um I really want to shout out independent business for a minute here. And because it's applicable, and let me just set the context for that very quickly. When it comes to experience, we're all on the same playing field, right? So it doesn't matter what size of brand you are, what size your budget is, we all have the ability to create experiences. And when, as businesses, we create better standards of experience, all we have to do is level up because we're all leveling the bar, right? So whether it's a small independent cake shop down the road that's setting a level of experience for customer X, and then customer X goes to Disney and Disney doesn't deliver the same experience mm-hmm. that, that they've had here, mm. we all need to continuously raise. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an example of a, a relatively, oh, I say small, but they are a small business and they're actually someone that's become a friend. So it's a guy who's got a hospitality place up in Northumberland and it's called the Old Post Office. I'm actually going back up again to visit in about three weeks time. And he's created this beautiful, beautiful, unique boutique lodging. They're stunning. They're impeccably designed. But what was so beautiful about the experience was the surprise and delight. So that's something that I think um, all brands need to be thinking about, right? We can deliver beyond what somebody expects and surprise and delight our customers. So you'll know this, David, you go to a hotel, you go and check into your room. You've got a mini bar, haven't you, in most in most rooms where you're presented with a lovely list and some pretty cheap plonk and it's going to cost you about seven or eight quid for a glass of wine yeah. and about three quid for a Kit Kat. Yeah. So imagine the surprise and delight to arrive at the old post office where he says to me, if you can see something that you can eat and drink, eat and drink it. And I was like, okay. And then he's dotted these bottles of, because he knows that I like Prosecco, because he's seen it over my social media channels. Yeah. And he's seen, he's got to know me as a customer. He's dotted bottles of Prosecco around hidden with little notes, right? There's freshly bagged coffee, 
and it's all there on the on the board. There's all these tiny little touches that made that experience for me personalized and special, right? And I appreciate that it's harder to do this at scale. But the lesson there is that he got to know me. And I've watched him do this again and again and, and again and deliver different for all of his customers. Mm. So not surprising that he's got people going back time and time and time again because they've had a great experience. Yeah. That's just one really simple example of how he's, I mean, there's so many different things that he did while, while I was there. But just that little, if you can eat and drink it, eat and drink it, rather than if you take this cheap bottle of wine out the fridge, it's going to cost you a tenner. I mean, how lovely is that? It's great. And I love the fact that a surprise and delight should be and can be personalized. Um, yes. And I, do you know what you say about, you know, it, obviously it's harder to do at scale. And then I question, well, is it harder to do at scale? Well, the reason it's harder to do at scale, perhaps, if I think of myself now as a, you know, a big, big, big multi-property hotel chain, it's the fact that the people that would do it don't necessarily care as much. <laughs> And, and they, so therefore they don't go out of their uh, out of their way. I think you know, and what you were saying there about the personalization within account management and with with customer relationships, we see all sorts of hospitality and yeah. surprise and delight moments where we might say, Do you know what, let's go for dinner and I'll pay and all of that kind of stuff. And yet the personalization should be in, well, where do we go for dinner? What are we, Absolutely. you know, so and have I shown that I know you uh, as a customer well enough to know the right type of restaurant to pick or the right thing to choose? You know, I, you know, much like you, I stay in hotels all the time or used to at least until this yeah, weird thing till COVID <laughs> came along. But, um, you know, one of my uh, clients who are in fact a hotel chain know that I like a nice G&T when I arrive at a hotel and had made a point of choosing a particular gin that yeah. was manufactured in in you know by them for them that had a story that came with it and it was delivered to me as room service with a story and an explanation to come with it yeah. and I just thought that's a lovely touch so, so nice. those surprise and delight moments if they're personalized are, are, are really special and Gorgeous. they can be, yeah, they can be, even if it's Absolutely. a big, big company. And I, I have experienced it with big brands as well. Of course I have. It's just, it, I'll tell you what it is, it's investing the time into it. You know, we're very busy investing our time into profit and loss and R&D and marketing. But if you, you know, you put as much time and effort into the experience, because actually, you know, you can do all those things, but without customers, you don't have a business. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately they are where our investments should be going. Um, and I think, you know, I think COVID in particular, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about the pandemic, but I think this period of time has made us really watch what brands are about. Um, it's made us want to understand values more. We've looked at the people that are treating people well, the people that aren't treating people well. We've looked at the companies that have stood up and encountered and made things really matter. Mm. And I think, you know, as consumers, we're far more aware, we're far more switched on to it. We don't buy into rubbish like like we used to. So I think that, you know, we, we are dealing with a much more awake consumer yeah. and we need to be putting our, our time our thoughts our energy and and educating our employees around that as well because customer experience isn't the job of a customer experience department mm. you know it's it's the job of everybody it is and you know i always say that key account management is a team sport it's not a lone ranger activity yeah. and yet actually if i'm being brutally honest as key account managers we can sometimes believe that customer experience is the job of 
marketing or customer service or you know after sales it's it's not our job to think about that and 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 really it is i you know i, I know we don't want to talk about covid but of course we did experience a whole load of stuff at the beginning of last year and i remember sitting there thinking how brands behave right now this was going back to sort of you know april may last year how yeah. brands behave right now will determine what their customers think about them when all this is over and there are definitely brands that and you know we we spoke just before we started recording today about one of the more well-known uh, travel operators yeah. and my experience with them at the beginning of last year was the inability to get hold of anyone and talk to them now i understood why yeah I totally understood why. And yeah. at the same time, I was really frustrated and felt neglected as a customer. You know, there was no surprise or delight moment there. And actually, maybe all they needed to do was pick up the phone. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes we really complicate the process. And I know I know, COVID's been a bit of an anomaly, right? And we've all gone through this period of time where we've had such transition, like more transition than we've ever known in our lifetimes. So I know there's like an element of grace to it. Where, as you know, as customers, as customers, we kind of go, yes, that, that everybody's experiencing something, you know, and everyone's going through something, but we can't drop the ball. You know, we have people to take care of. And like you say, it is the case of picking up a phone and talking to people, you know, and the customers, the, the, the people that were treated well during the pandemic by the travel brands that treated them well are the ones that are going to do well after this. You know, there's been holiday platforms that have cancelled their entire summer 2021 schedule of flights because they just don't want to mess their customers around with all the changes. And I think, do you know what? That's a big, bold statement to make. Yeah. That's going, yeah. do you know what? We're standing up to go, we, we care about you. Whereas, not to mention some other low-cost airlines, are happy to take money and not not deliver on experience and, and not even until this month mm. offer alternatives in mm. rearranging flights mm. so mm. you know there's the, we, we have seen how people have behaved and we've noticed and and I, I think it's changed all of us forever and I think yeah. we'll all remember how we were treated and which brands stepped up to the mark and which didn't you know so uh, uh, let's come back to the whole we've all got a part to play in this because you know we've all got a part to play and the moments within the experience that we are either creating or, or in and part of with the customer mm -hmm. are going to be different from department to department. So in the account management space and in the sales space, those moments might not be very brand driven, if you know what I mean. They're not necessarily you know, coming from a place of brand messaging. They're coming from a place of customer relationship. Yeah. And... I guess the, the 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 question I've got then is how do we ensure that the brand values remain consistent, remain genuine, remain present in those moments that don't feel like they're driven by brand, they're more person to person. You know, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean it all starts with the recruitment process. Right. You know, and, and the people that you're how you're recruiting people and the people that you employ because although they're not moments that necessarily are, you know, we're not shouting brand from the rooftops when when you're a part of a brand you're you're a part of a brand so first of all you know that's the recruitment are you are you employing the right people and do they feel comfortable in the working environment everything begins on the inside of an organization um and, and essentially you know 
yes, it's person to person. And brands have to give their employees that free reign to be able to go and be who they are as people. And that, you know, that respect is a two, it's a two way thing. So there's, you know, that level of respect to know that, right, these are the brand values. This is how we want our customers to, to feel from a brand perspective. Now go and uphold those values, but be yourself, yeah. you know? <clears throat> and you're right. It's the freedom to be, be yourself whilst in alignment with with the values camcast key account management made easy i'm putting myself now in the shoes of a sales leader someone who's perhaps looking after a team of account managers who are tasked with upholding the brand values and delivering great moments and great experiences for their for their customers how do i measure that How, how what's the best way for me to 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 know whether or not my team are delivering a great experience have you got customers are they happy <laughs> and that's <laughs> are your customers happy i think again i think we can really complicate the process and it's really hard to kind of step out of it i always remember so i you know my background is actually sales i worked with a, a very well-known sales organization for for a number of years and i always remember one of the key account managers there saying to me vicky take care of the people and that will take care of the pounds mm. and it did um, and I think sometimes we can be so focused on sales figures naturally as sales departments, that's what we focus on. And when we become driven by the money, the care can drop because we're so focused on the sales targets. So it's going to sound really alien to every account manager and every sales manager listening to this. But while you are so busy focusing on the sales and the money, which I know is obviously the role, mm. you need to let a little bit of it go and focus on the experience and the care and watch what happens. It takes a lot of trust when you're in a very rigid um sales based environment yeah but it it works <clears throat> you're right it's trust and it and and it is just i suppose yeah trusting in the knowledge that if you look after the people the pounds will uh, will follow let's think about the the people side of it because you know i i i tend to believe that um the, the quality of the experience that we deliver our customers is directly influenced by the quality of experience that we deliver each other so you know let's talk about the internal experience and how that relates to to customer as well what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean like i said before everything begins on the inside of an organization so like and that does start with the recruitment process you know i i can think of all these we've seen lots of examples of it through the pandemic actually you know have you ever been for a job where you've not got the job and then you just don't hear back from the company mm. terrible experience you've not had any feedback you've not had anything to say do you know what this is this and you see those like i you know i've looked at rec- re- the recruitment experience for brands that i've worked with and you know very often on the bottom they'll have this disclaimer of we can't get back to everyone and i'm like why why can't mm. you get back to everyone why yeah because as much as you're interviewing a person to come and work for your organization, they're making an impression of you from, from that moment. And if you're telling them that you've not even got the time to give them to give them some feedback after their lengthy application because they care enough to want to come and work for your company, mm. then you're not setting a very good example. So I think, you, you know, experience of employees is everything and you know this this year again i know it's going back to the pandemic but it's really highlighted employee well-being mm. you know the importance of family time the importance there are there are so many different policies that we're seeing coming out now you know i know companies that support surrogacy costs companies that will you know triple paternity leave mm. because they give a, a damn about what what's happening outside you know if employees are happy 
in their lives, they're going to want to work far better for an organization. You know, people need to feel a part of something. And in order to feel like a part of something, you have to care just as much about their lives outside of your organization as you do within it. Mm. So it's it's a massive piece. It's it's huge. But your employees are key to your customers. Um, and if you're not investing in your employees um, and, and potential employees from that offset and, and post employees as well, you know, when somebody leaves you, their experience with you doesn't end. What's that exit process like? Yeah. You know, it's it's a huge piece. Well, there's, there's a reason, isn't there, why we have things like Glassdoor now, mm. you know, because... TripAdvisor yeah. and Trustpilot, FIFO, mm. Google reviews when it comes to reviewing brands mm. and giving feedback on brands, um, is that's commonplace and we're used to that. But now things like Glassdoor where we can check out reviews of what it's like to work for a company, that's what's going to determine where your next talent comes from. And if you want good talent coming into your business, you've got to make sure that the talent that's leaving the business leaves happy. Oh, 100%. And you know, it's it's so interesting. Like, I mean, we've recently seen an example, again, not going to name the brands, but we've seen an example of a, you know, a very public um, and open thought area for, you know, around a brand that, yeah. you know, are, are very publicly purpose purpose driven mm. um it was it was quite shocking to read some of the the content around you know how employee employees had felt mm. um and you know the, the brand is stepping up now and doing what they're doing and you know fine but it's so important to understand so it doesn't get to that stage where people are going and leaving reviews on Glassdoor. Yeah. you know if someone leaves your company you want to leave with love and let them go and tell everybody what a great experience it was mm. and you know that you've supported them to the next stage of their lives um yeah. you know we're all passing beings and we all pass each other through our careers through our you know social interactions and we'll either enhance people's lives or or we won't. And I think, you know, if you're a company that enhances the lives of, of your people, you're only going to enhance the lives of your customers. And yeah. it, th that's what's going to deliver you profit. Yeah. Um, really it's, just, it's, it's the old uh, fashion model, isn't it? Look after your people yeah. who look after your customers who yeah. look after the shareholders. And, and it kind of works in that, in that way. You, you mentioned that example that was quite heavily publicized a short while yeah. ago, you know. And it was publicized quite heavily on on social media. You know, it was, yeah, it, was, it was it was Twitter, it was LinkedIn, it was all over the place. And of course, that gets me thinking, well, there are these new platforms now, which when it comes to those moments within the experience, we've got to be mindful of those moments because, you know, we all have a channel, right? We're all media <laughs> moguls in our own right. We've all got our own Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn you know, the, the and whatever else is available. I'm far too old to, to, to know what else is out there and what's cool these days. And the ones I've listed probably aren't cool anymore. I don't I don't know. But, um, you know, every, everyone, and particularly, you know, I'm thinking of account managers that, that have got their own channels and they've got to, they've, they've got to use those channels to create moments. So maybe could you give us some examples of where you've seen that working really, really well on a, because it is, it's a person-to-person -person medium, not a brand-to-person medium. So, you know, where have you seen that experience those moments work really really well on on socials yeah i've seen them everywhere and um, within my network um i you know i see great examples and i see bad examples but i think you know very often people people buy the person first right so you're david and let's say you work for facebook right let's just take that for a second and david is talking all about his life but people resonate more with that than they do with the fact that you work for Facebook because mm. you're David who people 
come to know and love and like and you know you might share a bit about your children or you might you might talk a bit about certain parts of your life that people relate to you might talk about the football Mm. we're all human beings and we relate far more to personal talk than we relate to brand speak because it's emotional and it triggers something within us that we can relate to so I just think like if you're going out there and you're being yourself the fact of whatever company you work for you're going to make a great experience if you're connecting to people on an emotional level and you might say well do you know what we're not going to appeal to everybody you don't want to appeal to everybody necessarily you know the right people will will resonate with you and the right people will do business with you but I just think as long as you're going out there and you're not actively being rude to people or bashing people or you know publicly being nasty to people which we do see unfortunately um and and you are out there being I hate using the word authentic because it's such a marketing word um but you you know you are being authentic people people know that and I also think people know when authenticity is contrived as well yeah because because we we're seeing more of that as well and, and I, I you see it's funny I get I get why you don't like the word authentic um mm-hmm. and I think I think one of the, the reasons people don't like it necessarily is it's overused and yeah, overplayed and I think a lot of values are overused and overplayed and they're limited to individual single words that, yeah. that on their own don't mean anything you know, I, I, amount of times, and you must find this yourself, you say to a group of people, you know, what are the company's values? And they say, oh, yeah, I know these. I know these. They are honesty, transparency, integrity. Uh, and I forget the other two. Uh, and, the, and they'll often say that. And I forget the other two. Well, they're, they're, those ones are important then. And my question always when it comes to values is, you know, are, are they just laminated on the wall or are they yeah. lived, or are they lived in the business? And they're not even living them. And the reality is there's no point in having values on the wall if your people aren't living them. Mm. I saw I saw a, um, a comment on LinkedIn a couple of days ago, and it was like, "Don't come to me with problems; come to me with solutions." Right? Mm. This is like what a manager had said, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Are you kidding me? Like, what kind of manager steps back from their team to kind of go come to me with solutions? Like, no, empower your people and have discussions with them and brainstorm together and create an experience together." And this kind of leading from this perspective is just not it's just yeah. not good enough. Yeah, you're right because it is. It's one of those phrases, isn't it? I, and I get, I get the notion behind the phrase. I mean, you know, if I was leading a team today and someone kept coming to me with problems, yeah. I would be empowering them to first think about what solutions yeah. there might be and bring those options from to me for us to discuss and explore together. So, yeah. in some respect, it's about coaching people to, you know, do some of the thinking and some of the legwork so that you don't become the line of least resistance and the answer to all yeah. the problems. But just saying, don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions, it's unhelpful, isn't it? You have to foster an environment that allows people to learn and that allows people to feel motivated. You know, Mm. if you've got staff members that are feeling, that are coming to you continuously, that's because there's something lacking within the culture. Mm. As, As simple as that. There is something lacking within the culture because they feel like they're needing to come to you. They're either not empowered enough to feel confident or that there isn't that environment that fosters that thinking time. Um, There is so much that goes into this. And it's all about building together employees, leadership, management, shareholders. It's about working together to create those conditions. So you do have empowered people that want to be actively involved and giving their thoughts and perspectives. Yeah. 
So, Victoria, we're running out of time, unfortunately, but I wanted to sort of ask for your sort of top tips, if you like. So, you know, if if, if I'm an an account manager listening to this thinking, right, I've got a good relationship with my most important customer and it could be better. And I'm slightly worried that actually if I don't make it better, I run the risk of losing them and they might go and start working with my competitor. What, What sort of top tips would you give that account manager today to start working on tweaking improving the customer experience yeah i always so there's one question that i always ask and it's applicable at all levels and that question is how can we make this better and 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 it's a really really simple question because that concept of how can we make this better doesn't take you to the same place with everybody but it allows you to focus on the the person that you're working with, right? So if you just take that one person in isolation, because again, we can't determine whether the customer is having a good experience or a bad experience. So how can we make this better always begins with communication and ensuring that those touch points are watertight and that when you are having those conversations, that you are asking for those feedback loops and you are having that, that conversation that allows people to open up, to tell you how they feel. You, you can only deliver better if you're having communication. Without communication, it all falls apart. So more communication. Excellent. I love that. And you're right, without, without knowing where you're starting from, you've no idea where where you could be heading or which direction yeah. you need to be going in. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, there were so many points that, that have come at me as we've been talking. The personalization of the moments, I think, was was really important. Uh, the communication piece, genuinely searching for that feedback so that you can use it and, and and know where you're where you're starting from thinking of uh, of things as moments rather than a journey I, I I really like that and of course you know customer experience starts with the employee experience and and making sure that I guess we're looking at how we're engaging with our teams and our people to ensure that they're best equipped and empowered to deliver the 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 knock-on effects of that experience to to customers and ensure we get loyalty and I, and I think that loyalty from customers is perhaps the reward of great key account management. Um, So it's been really, really good to talk about customer experience and employee experience uh, with you today, Victoria. Um, If if people want to find out more about about you, about your work, um, how can they do that? Give give everyone a, a signpost to, to where they can find out more about you. Thank you. Yeah, they can find me everywhere on social media at Victoria, T-A-Y-L UK. And my website is Victoria, T-A-Y-L dot UK. Awesome. Victoria, thank you so much for for joining us today on Camcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Camcast, a podcast brought to you by camguru.com, one of the UK's leading key account management consulting and training organizations. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate you sharing it with your connections, giving us a review on your chosen podcast app and letting us know what else you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode. You can find the show notes for this episode on the website at camguru.com forward slash podcast.